Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. We are thrilled to introduce you to today's guest, which is Dr. Sarah Kenai. She lives locally here in beautiful Whistler, BC, with her husband, Paul, two children, and three dogs. Along her husband, Sarah founded Whistler Medical Aesthetics just a few years ago, and she has a very unique vision for how medical aesthetics should look. Dr. Kenai has been internationally recognized for her expertise in aesthetics and check and she's one of only seven physicians in Canada to be selected to form the Canadian faculty and become a mentee of Dr. Mauricio De Mayo. Dr. Kenner's work has brought her film actors whose careers really depend on looking natural and she has just such a wealth of knowledge and a very unique background that you do want to hear about by tuning in to this episode. So let's dive right in. Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Well, here we are, midsummer, or what feels like midsummer. Maybe you're listening to this in a couple months from now and it's midwinter. I have no idea, but it's Blair and Teresa here. Another episode of Dissecting Success. And I am so excited for today's guest. I've been like creeping on her for years. I've heard her name out and about in the world. And she's actually pretty much our neighbor. She's based in Whistler. And I had the pleasure of working with her on my face and my body recently. And I just got to know her and fell in love. And I'm honored that today, Dr. Sarah Kenna from Whistler Medical Aesthetics is here with us. I think she's so fascinating. I love her story and I can't wait to dive in. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Blair. Thank you so much. You guys are so sweet to invite me. Thank you so much for having me. And so hi- like, Teresa will hop in in a minute what I what I love is so you're listening so in your ears I want you to close your eyes not in your ears but in your ears you're listening close your eyes and picture this like five foot maybe around five one because we're like the same height curly hair spunky (laughs) doctor who looks fantastic like looks like 15 years younger than she probably is big curls (laughs) And just like, very generous flag. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's not Jewish, but she can sing Hebrew songs, which we'll probably talk about later. That but is, <laughs> that, was, we established that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did. Crazy. We had a really interesting conversation that led her singing me Hebrew songs. So <laughs> before we dive in, we always start off each interview with a question. 
Okay. This is how we start off every, every, you know, Mm -hmm. everything. What does success mean to you? Oh, I have been reflecting on this, seeing as you asked me to attend a podcast on the being successful. And I kind of went, huh? Well, why have they invited me on this? So yes, it took me a little reflecting. Um, Success, I think, means to me, yes, being thought of as excellent in my individual professional field, but also somehow managing to balance personal life and health and all those kind of things all at once. And am I good at that balance right now? I don't know, but I am working on it, certainly. <laughs> I think the professional stuff I find easier to get on top of than the, the balance elements of things, should we say. I love that you shared that because I think that, you know, in your profession and you help people, look and feel beautiful, I would say, on so many levels, but you're also, you know, doing so many other things with Whistler Medical Aesthetics, people can come in and, you know, get an IV and really, you know, develop their health. So they get all the vitamins and minerals that they need to, you know, really also feel beautiful from the inside out, not just on the outside. And so I love that you brought up this point around, you know, success. Yes. Being the expert. Yes. Being able to, you know, be a leader in your industry, which I believe you are, but also at the same time, balancing that lifestyle, because I feel like that so often we forget one or we prioritize one over the other. And I just appreciate your humbleness to also say, you know what, work in progress and that's okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I think being holistic is a huge passion of mine. I suppose that's holistic in every area of my life that I agree I'm not doing quite as well as I should do yet. But definitely, I think in my professional field, I find being holistic and looking at every element of somebody just really important. Because if you don't do that, you're not really getting to their truth and giving them what they really want or need. You need to understand all elements of a person. And I like to think that's why we spend a lot of time talking to people about exactly, you know, what's going on in your life, because that's as much of a reason for anyone wanting some help with an issue as anything else going on as, as much as the physical is, for example. I think that's like a great perspective. And, you know, I think what might be really helpful is for us to talk about how you got to being where you are. Because when I first heard of Botox and injections, I didn't know it was nurses and doctors, but you're, you're a full doctor and you didn't start off. Like you didn't go to school and become, become an aesthetics doctor. No. <laughs> we talk a little bit about your journey to where you are today, you know, based out of Whistler yeah, as yeah. a doctor, you know, owning your own practice. How did you get here? And like, walk us through, because I think you, you, you know, you worked in that, was it the army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some crazy career moves in my life, I think. Um, an eclectic mix, should we say. Um, so yeah, without wanting to go back too far, I suppose. Um, I studied in Glasgow, University in Scotland. And that's, I would say quite kind of hardcore medicine, because it's not the healthiest place in the world. Uh, so seeing kind of medicine at the cutting edge. And from then... Uh, I started doing office training stuff at university and got really into the military side of things. Um, And soldiers were always great patients to look after. Like soldiers have a tough run of things being in the military and sometimes not coming from the best of backgrounds. Like they, they had a lot on their plate. They really did. And there was huge kind of themes of mental health that 
that again wasn't something that soldiers wanted to talk about so um yes but i went through all the military training um as part of that which again was a life experience um you know jumping out of airplanes and things like that <laughs> and going and then i went to iraq um to be a doctor just after the war so there was some quite diverse life experiences and you know that was an incredible part of my life um and then from the military I'd always had a passion for forensics, which was a big specialization in Glasgow. So then I ended up being a forensic doctor, which included, you know, both uh, sudden deaths and rapes, suicides, drug addiction, acute, severe mental health, like the most mentally ill people you've ever seen. Like, I mean, you could put any night in the police custody on a TV show and it would be primetime viewing, like the kind of stuff that you deal with that. It's it's pretty pretty intense, very enjoyable. And I think the forensics, you know, when you're dealing with forensic analysis and forensic documentation, it really encourages a real eye for detail and an attention to detail that really translates well into aesthetics. Um, but in terms of like you're saying, how did she end up from that into aesthetics? Well, um, on a personal level, um, I grew up with uh, double whammy genetic fat from both sides of the family. Uh, so I always had a bit of a belly, despite, you know, I could be running 10K a day and I would still have tummy fat. And, and I realized how much uh, of an impact it had on my mental health, that, that my self-esteem probably wasn't what it should have been for my achievement level. Uh, so as soon as I had a paycheck, I was off to get some liposuction. And it was like I had a new lease of life. It was like the, it was the thing that had been holding me back, which of course, everybody, it shouldn't be. Of course, it shouldn't be. But I didn't know a way around it. And, you know, you know, it, and I ended up so trying to control my tummy fat that I ended up with eating disorders and stuff, which then I think robbed me of a fair chunk of my life. Um, I would say now, like I hear about everyone's stories when they were partying and stuff. And I just feel I really lost that segment of my life. So I, and when I got the liposuction, I was like, that's it. I'm free. I don't need any of this anymore. So it's difficult because I'm always sensitive with the aesthetics industry that I never want people thinking that we need everyone to be a certain way because we don't. And I'm a very normal, average looking person. But when something is really holding somebody back from who they want to be or what they want to be, I think in a visual world, it's fine that we have the right and the choice to have treatments that are safe and that work well. Um, so I, I really believe in the aesthetics industry. And I like to hope that we built a practice based on high levels of ethics and really understanding who our patients are. Um, and I think maybe because I have that personal approach and that personal side of things, I hope it makes me a better doctor to be able to relate to my patients and help them with what they need help with. Whoa, you have quite the <laughs> career. What a legacy. I just want to say, um, you know, I've had a rough eight months two years, yeah. whatnot. And I really started noticing it in my face, especially like, cause we're on zoom all the time yeah. and you know, the wilting and the drooping and the tiredness. And it was just amazing when I went to see you, how I felt where you were giving me injections 
It's like, I felt my face lifting. Yeah. I felt my eyes opening. And what you just said about having a new lease on life. I was like, oh my God, I actually feel good about myself. I feel good. Yeah. I feel so cool. awake. I feel like myself again. And I was so excited to go home and show my husband. And I was like, Shane, oh. Shane, look, can you <laughs> notice a difference? And he's like, are your earlobes a little lower? And I guess that's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of people like my dad the other day. I just did my makeup normal. My dad's like, now that is made for TV makeup. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just, I think it's true with the new lease on life. Like I like my face. I like who I am. And the fact that like you were, you you were able with, you know, a bit of help to make me have that confidence again. I was like, wow. And I totally understand it. That's cool. I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's a journey. It's a journey for people. Um, interestingly, on the face, the the lifting of the face, because I'm writing a, uh, I'm writing a paper on this at the moment. So apologies if I bore you with the scientific detail. But they've actually shown when you strategically help with lifting the face, you actually change the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system balance to the face, which does in fact give an increased sense of well being. And they've shown the same with Botox that not being able to emote as many negative emotions actually has a positive impact on mental health and things. So, so maybe we could all get it covered if we can show that it's like our antidepressant treatment. Oh my God. Prozac, CBD, Botox. Yes, please. The magic cocktail. (laughs) Oh my God. I find this also fascinating. And, you know, I think that, um, there's so many people that are quick to judge, right? Like, why are yeah. you doing aesthetics? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And you just made such a valid point, right? I, I also think that we should all be able to make our own choices. And sometimes we just need that nudge to get us onto the right track, right? And, yeah. you know, because it can be hard to, you know, do it on your own, whether it's losing weight or, you know, yeah. if you have a really high intense job. And I know that like, I think too, right. We're all, we all get different genes and we all have different expectations of what we want. And I'm a big believer that we should allow people to express that in their own ways. Right. And I feel like one of the things that is happening in your practice, unlike some other, you know, aesthetic practices from Mm -hmm. what I can see is that your approach is still very natural. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, people are looking fashion. like walking out that yeah. I've seen that literally, you know, look that like, like yeah. yeah, I don't so, even know what to, what to call that. And again, each their own, right? Yes. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I think we have to respect everybody's choice. But anyways, I just, I just found that with you, it's a very natural approach too. Um, and maybe that is with your background from the medical fields. Yeah, yeah. Um, being natural and looking natural is a huge, huge aim and passion of mine that uh, I think, you know, you're right. There's a lot of prejudice against the aesthetics industry. And many of us are going to live many, many, many years. <laughs> and, you know, we might want to look a little fresher in our later years or else, you know, have a face that feel matches who we are inside. And there's an emotional and physical and energetic impact to looking better. So 
Um, I do believe people should be allowed to have aesthetic treatments if they want. Obviously, no one's going to force people into doing things, but it should be a choice that maybe isn't judged. But I think a lot of the negativity has come from unnatural outcomes and people looking and going, what have you done to your face? So like like Blair said, like the, the thing should be people look at um, my patients and they've had treatment done and they should go, oh, have you been on vacation? Or a great one I had recently was someone turned up wearing lipstick and they'd, we'd recently done some facial freshening up for them. And one of their friends said, wow, that lipstick takes 10 years off you. And I'm like, yes, it was, it was the lipstick. It was all the lipstick. <laughs> There's some marketing. You can sell lipstick and be like fountain of youth lipstick. Yeah. It yeah. also comes with the side of injections. <laughs> That is so awesome. And what I will add too is because I know I've seen you in the past a couple of years ago. And one of the things that I found was fascinating is the cutting edge equipment that you use in your practice, may I say so, and having done, is it the M sculpting? Yes. Um, And I just, what I really was really blew my mind was obviously I mean my waist cinched in and you know, Mm -hmm. it, it worked out well. But the other thing was that it really helped strengthen my back, right? Because my core was stronger. And so I had less back problems. And I remember going to the gym and my trainer was like, wow, I've never seen you have the ability to do such deep squats. Yeah. Right. So, so it really did so much more for me than helping me along and getting in shape to fit into my beautiful wedding dress. So, (laughs) you know, and, and I thought that that was so vital, but it also really helped me get other things back on track. Like I found it super motivating to, you know, brush up my eating stuff, drink less, like, you know, make sure that I have enough water. And so I just found it, you know, a really amazing opportunity to also just kickstart and it had all these extra benefits that I wasn't That's even great. you know after I didn't go to yeah. you to strengthen <laughs> my you know core in that sense like you know my thing Adding was you know what I'd like to get rid of the pouch yeah. before the wedding yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah a, a couple of points that yeah like the m sculpt machine I am absolutely in love with my m sculpt machine um and as you know there are many people in Whistler as you guys will know with multiple, multiple injuries or people who are like incredibly fit into later age, but have accumulated a few injuries as they go. And the M sculpt, we're just like busy all day long helping people reactivate glutes and their core. Uh, and I really do use that machine hugely functionally, as well as add an added extra, it'll give you a six pack and a, and a butt lift as well. Um, but, but it's interesting because I just started thinking about this concept in relation to some of our other devices. So I like to think I buy the best devices. I've become a bit of a kit junkie. Um, I do not mind investing in the best devices that the industry has on offer um, because I think in terms of success and building a brand, if people know you have the best, then they will come to you because they know that you will not skimp on having the best things available for them. So I think that's that's definitely a principle that I have stuck to that seems to have worked for us. Um, but having that best equipment um, 
you know, you can, we found that we can help people both medically and anti-aging wise, as well as cosmetically. And some of our other devices, like I have a device which will help build collagen in skin for aging. But recently we started to think about whether we could maybe use it for medical things, such as people after car accidents, who have got neck instability. So I've started to play about with that a little bit. So uh, interesting that the aesthetics industry gets all the best technology and the best energy devices. And then we have to work out if we can actually use them therapeutically as well at the same time, which is pretty cool. First of all, it's kind of like you're, I mean, like I know doctors are essentially like in the science field, but it's kind of like you're like science, like Frankenstein, Frankenstein well, science. I think I became a super geek. Well, I think I've always been a super geek, but it, it I, like I get really excited. We always get excited. We get excited by all of our outcomes but I love also still be able to help people from a medical perspective. So, you know, I have older people and we're helping keep their posture in check. So the spine is healthy into old age with the M sculpt um, and people who had injuries and back pain. And then the back pain is gone. Like I love being able to use our technology for those kind of things as well as the aesthetic side. And as Tracy said, like if you can get a double whammy bonus, it's cosmetic and it's therapeutic at the same time, then win-win. That's like going for a pedicure and getting to sit in a massage chair. Win-win. Yes. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so Success it sounds like there's a lot of things, you know, coming out. And what what seems to be really cool from this conversation is, you know, you see a really uh, potentially innovative device or machine, mm. you get it, and then you explore ways it can benefit your patients in other ways than just, you know, physically. Yeah, I don't know that I ever set out that that was what was going to happen, but that seems to have happened. I, I maybe just... You know, if you listen to people, people tell you, oh, well, actually, that really helped my back. And you go, oh, well, that's interesting. So how can I use that? Um, so I think when you listen to your patients, that's sometimes when, you know, discoveries happen when they link certain things. Well, maybe this has something to do with that. And I think just the, the curiosity of actually enjoying that process, just of enjoying seeing how someone gets on with a certain treatment like we, we get so excited by a before and after shot. You have no idea. So like, you know, we often have new technology and as that new technology we get through and we treat people and then we're trying to see what it's like at the end and we get the before and after and we're like, oh my God, can you believe with the Neo, we managed to activate the core and get rid of fat and we tighten their skin at the same time. Slam dunk. We're all jumping up and down. I think- we're talking about like for you that success is also the transformation internally and externally that you get with your patients. Abs yeah, absolutely. And it absolutely is internal and external. Like I think people see the visual, but very often what they want is something more is something deeper. They, they, what they're not physically happy with is very often reflected emotionally so the transition is is definitely twofold for people. And that is a beautiful journey. Like it's not infrequent that people cry with happiness that they can't believe. You know, some sometimes I maybe more so for women, like the aging process is tough. You know, I think the loss of what they once had. And I sometimes say to people, I'm like, because you know, I have some very, very beautiful patients. I think when you've always been beautiful and then you age that's a really hard journey for people um, uh, and, and to help 
them with that because it's almost like a loss, a bereavement. And if you can help that, but in a really dignified way where they're feeling like they're still them, that that's a really powerful role that I have. Um, and it seems to be that we do a pretty good job of it. So, uh, so that's good. So everyone's happy. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. And I think that, you know, we sometimes just don't see that side of it. And I just really appreciate you sharing that there is more of a depth to aesthetics, that there is a more of a depth as to why someone may choose to, you know, get Botox or do M sculpting or cool sculpting or all these cool things you're doing, right? Like there's so many more benefits to this. And I know like, I mean, there's so many things and I know, you know, I've seen you, I know what you're up to. And there's like <laughs> just so many things that I think we don't realize that happen in our bodies and that change yeah. and sometimes by just, you know, taking an extra measure <laughs> and really, you know, saying yes to something that we desire and want for ourselves. So we feel good and confident in yeah. our bodies as we age. I think that that is so, so vital. I really love that. And I think that your approach and how you do things, I mean, I've seen you succeed. I've seen you grow. I've seen you expand your practice, move, right? Like you've been adding machines and, and things and services after the other, right? Like it wasn't like that. So it's been so amazing for, you know, someone who's seen you as a client, but also, you know, get to see in the community, the transformation that your business has grown as you've been supporting all sorts of people in this community and you know, be far beyond to really, you know, take that first step and feel comfortable about getting the support they want and desire to look and feel their best. And I think that's amazing. So, so much. just thought I will put that in here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, hoping, hopefully helping people to rethink the aesthetics industry, I think. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, as women, we go through so many transitions and we're very often meeting people at those transition points in life. I don't think men have as many transitions as we do. You know, we go, you know, you know, puberty um, and then the acne can hit somewhere, you know, that has a profound mental health impact and we help patients with that. And then there's after babies and there's a loss of identity when you become a mother and you have to put someone else first. And we very often helping people, you know, get back to where they were pre-babies. And, and, you know, then there's menopause for women, which, I, you know, can be an, a journey mentally and physically. And again, there's a lot of physical changes that happen at that point. And, and then there's other situations like grief, like Blair mentioned, like grief can take its toll physically on people. So I, it's almost like I feel we play a role in helping people through these transitions to, to feel like they're happy with where they now are following that transition. So, so I enjoy, I enjoy that. I think it's, it's one of the most rewarding careers that I can think I could possibly have done. I love it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. Well, you're fantastic at what you do. So, you, um, and I'm sure there is like, I know there was many, many people that would vouch to that, but while we're starting to wrap up this interview, I'd love to ask you just one more last question and yeah. I'm going to change the question. Oh, if on. I may, Blair, yeah. may I change the question? 
Oh, and the question is, <laughs> oh, well, Sarah, you're going to talk Sarah, you're going to be surprised at what the oh, question okay. is, but not really. But I think what I would like to know from you, what's one piece of advice that you would give some, someone, anyone who's on their journey to feel successful mm. from the inside out? I think being true to yourself, um, maintaining your own standards of ethics and not being swayed by what you think you should be in a particular industry. Um, I feel like I've broken the mold a little bit and maybe that's been a good thing for the industry a little bit. Um, yeah, I think trying to achieve some balance, you know, if you're juggling business and being successfully professionally and continuing to develop and keep abreast of all the updated stuff that, are, that we're being inundated with, trying to maintain that balance, I think, is really important for people. And I think that's probably the most important things. Like you have to feel like you are representing yourself well to feel like you're being true to whatever it is you want to do. Feel like you're representing yourself well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. I think that's amazing. Oh well, God. Dr. Sarah, can I thank you so, so much for thank being here, you. for sharing your story of success, what it means to you, what you do, your incredible path from the military <laughs> to forensics <laughs> to making alive people beautiful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible to have you we will be dropping information on how to reach you where to find you in the show notes um but just wanted to say thank you it was an absolute blast to have you on the dissecting success podcast thank you so much I feel it was like a therapy session I was like oh I well, what is success <laughs> I was it was I great love thank it. you always good to pause and evaluate where you're going and what you're doing thank you so I much love and it you're you so play. so welcome and for <laughs> anyone listening make sure you go check out what Dr. Sedor Kenna is up to with Whistler Medical Aesthetics and even if you don't live locally traveling will happen again soon and you can always see her so when you come back you really look like you've been on vacation until <laughs> another episode of dissecting success that's a wrap for another episode of dissecting success enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe to blair kaplan venables and Teresa lambert's podcast dissecting success on the app store and follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. 